Hello, and welcome back to Marketing on Purpose. I'm your host, Michael Fennec, partner at RDB. On today's podcast, I hand over hosting duties to Gerard Rivera, RDB's Chief of Staff and Chief of Communications Officer. Gerard sits down with RDB's Head of Culture, Sarah Bonvita, to discuss the importance of employee branding, how the workplace has changed as a result of COVID-19, and why your employees' values should align with your company. Enjoy, and over to you, Gerard. Hi, welcome to RDB's Marketing on Purpose. My name is Gerard Rubara, Head of Communications at RDB. And today we are talking about employer branding, specifically during this time of COVID-19. Today we are joined by a very special friend of ours, Sarah Bonvira. Sarah, hi. Hi, Gerard. Thanks for having me today. Thanks for joining us. So, Sarah, before we begin, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how this all pertains to today's topic. Sure. So my background lies in sociology and in performance psychology, where the former sociology is focusing on human behavior related to its social context. context. So for instance, people at the workplace, how their behavior is related to certain other causes that we're trying to understand and second the latter um, performance psychology is kind of a subdivision of psychology mostly sports psychology and examines the psychological factors which are influencing optimal human performance and so that's what I'm also doing now at RDB where I'm kind of combining all my expertise as the head of culture and I'm refining existing skills of our people and developing new ones while looking to create an overall work culture which truly reflects our company's values. And this is also where employer branding comes in. And yeah, so here I am ready to talk about the importance of employer branding today. All right, let's get started. So I'm guessing for those who uh don't know, I guess that goes into the HR area, you know, uh, you talked about employer branding and performance uh, enhancement for the employees. Now, how do those two correlate HR and employer branding uh, specifically in your opinion? Yeah, that's a good question. From my experience, it's also kind of an issue because employer branding is often seen as a unique HR matter, which makes it less powerful than it could be. So what I did as head of culture is to really join forces with other perspectives, um, with uh, management, with account managers, with designers, copywriters, um, every department that we have. Because um, as head of culture, as you can guess, I'm kind of the ears and eyes of the organization and I consult employees with workplace issues. So what I see is that for effective and powerful employer branding, we need to start with our employees. We need to listen to what employees are saying and what employees think our actual employer brand is. And it's really interesting because you joined the organization right during the beginning of lockdown, 
here in Austria, and I think uh, you have a very unique perspective on on that matter because now we're how many months into the pandemic? What have you seen, or how do you how did you how do you assess the work environment has has changed during uh, these what six seven months? Yeah. Well, I think a lot happened and we are kind of, yeah, we are in a crisis and um, we, I would say we are also in a trial and error phase. Yeah, I, I, come, I came in on the first day of lockdown. I met the whole team via hangout calls and uh, Zoom meetings and uh, yeah, by working remotely from home. So I got a very special perspective on it. On one hand, we get offered a new way of working, leaves us to be more flexible, um, saves us a lot of time by not going to the office, waking up, going straight to the desk and starting your, your day at work. But at the same time, I can see or I could see how the crisis and also the situation by working from home affects our mental health. It is way more draining for our employees. It is hard to draw lines between work and private life. So you're missing social contact. You're on your own at home. You have calls maybe the whole day. Um, you need to focus a lot on your discipline. Discipline to really draw the healthy line between work and, and, and your private life. And on the other hand, we have the big topic of trust, which goes from yeah, which goes from from two directions: trust from the company to trust the employees to still do a good job and um, to schedule their work as they want, probably. And yeah, from the other direction, uh, employees need to trust their employers. They need to trust their leadership. They need to. They need to try to take it day by day. They don't know what's going to happen next. And that is very challenging at the moment. And you talked about trust between employer and employee. And you were talking about the employee a lot and what the employee needs and requires. But in this situation, as the employer, where can the organization come in in this, in this kind of setting, in this context of, of our next slash new normal with COVID? What I think is that, and what I meant by that, is that this time can also be very hard in terms of leadership, as people evaluate every kind of action step of their leaders in a way which they probably didn't before. But manager, um, or also just human beings, it's a new situation for everyone. They're going to make mistakes as well, probably. So the one thing I would say employees need right now is transparency, sharing sharing concerns in a healthy manner, sharing um, next action steps, sharing as the, from the organizational perspectives how we, how we cope um, with this crisis. And do you see that there are any benefits that you can take away from that given the situation, for example, to attract, retain employees, uh, any positives from, from that aspect? Yeah, sure, definitely. What I what I what I really like is that uh, there is a way more holistic human experience now. So we see people much more as human beings than just workforces. So you might see your 
boss at home and probably children walking around or someone coming in, um, you might see each other in complete different clothes than usual. Like you, you, you address each other as human beings who have their personal life as well. And I think that is a very good thing. And second, what I, what I appreciate is that we have to focus on this work flexibility. So people working remotely means that it offers them to manage their work following their personal needs. And before, in especially nine to five jobs, this was not possible like that. So now people can wake up and they can be like, okay, now it's 7 a.m. and I can start working and I have a lot of energy and then I'm going to do a break at three and then I'm going to start again. And I think this is something new, which is a, a very positive outcome that people learn to work following their energy and capacities and not from what a company or organization or structure, structure says. You're right. We've definitely seen the rise on the flexibility of working conditions, and we've seen more and more organizations slowly realizing that this is actually a working setup something that they can get on board with. Do you see this becoming more of a permanent fixture in the workplace uh, in the future? Or is this something you think that's just a now thing, you know, dealing with the crisis and we have to mobilize with what we have at the moment? This is probably a question which many of us are, are, are asking ourselves. I think that uh, in the future, definitely flexible working is going to be a major thing. So it's probably not going to be one or the other, but kind of a mix of the two. Now that we could see that it's working quite well, um, working remotely, having online meetings, now that we can see that the flexibility is very nice to have and that we can also work very efficient from home, I think this is something which will remain. And on the other hand, I think people will also look forward to the social context and um, to see their colleagues and, and have meetings face-to-face um, -face because we can see how that is missing. And do you think that apart from the social aspect, are there other, let's say, challenges that might come up from this setup? Yeah, definitely. We can already see the, the big challenge with uh, lack of motivation. It is hard to keep your employees motivated these days. People um, are, are human beings who are attached to routines and we're especially social beings. And that is why I think it's very important to focus on adding purpose um, to your organizational culture. So people think more and more about the why of their daily actions. So um, due to the fact that we cannot plan ahead, we don't have this clear career paths, we don't know where the future brings us, we don't know where we're working to, like in what direction. So as employer or especially as head of culture, HR departments and all employee-focused um, departments, I think one major challenge is to help our employees to see that their daily action matter so that what they do today is the future of our business. So we need to figure out what their values are, what their purpose is in their daily work life. 
and then align these with our higher values of the company so that they will be engaged. Because if we want to try to keep our employees motivated, we need to keep them engaged. And that is can be challenging to find like this new innovative ways to offer great work conditions and connections to that. And also to focus on helping our employees to learn and develop new skills, even though that we don't know where it goes. And so do you think this is the future of employer branding? Is yeah. the trajectory that we are heading towards? Well, I think the future of employer branding or our employees, it's to focus on what our employees communicate and what they are telling us. So um, to let them speak and our, our employee story is not your company. It's not the story of, of what people do at your company. It's why they do it. And that's where purpose comes in. And that's why we need to, we need to focus on adding purpose to our employer branding. So to align the why of our employees with the why of the company. Um, this is one thing. The other thing is that for future employer branding in terms of recruitment, the trend goes a lot to other platforms um, than such as Instagram, Facebook, yes, LinkedIn, but more like away from the standard um, career platforms. So people trust other people more than what mm -hmm. uh, organization says on their platform about their employer brand. We would ask people, what did you hear about that company? How is it to work there? So that is why we have platforms such as Glassdoor, where employees can give, can give their review about employers and so on. And we really need to play with that to show authentic employer branding. And do you think this is already a global trend that we'll, that we'll see in the future? Or is this something more of like a Western idea? Because I, as you know, we have, a, we have an office in in the APAC region right now. And if that's a welcome idea already in, in I guess, several markets, or do you see a slower adaptation of that into, into other markets? How do you see it? I would definitely say it's a global trend and already has been because from, from what I could see also in, in HR departments, the focus is a lot on, on, on providing employees experience to the outside world. So running uh, videos or days of uh, designer on Instagram stories. So really sharing insights of the culture that a future employee can expect. So if you're looking for a job, you you're definitely looking to get these insights to, to imagine what a typical work they would look like. What are the values? What are people wearing at work? How is the atmosphere? And in order to sense that, you need to provide future talents with the sense of the culture they would probably belong to. And do you think that's, that is now, I know that's a very started with the, with the millennials, you know, uh, working for a place, not necessarily just for the paycheck, but more for the culture of the company and the purpose of the company and what it stands for. Do you think that's keep going? And will that, are, are all companies ready for it? Not just the big fortune 500s with the giant HR teams, you know, that can execute it. How do you, how do you see this working for like smaller and medium businesses? I wouldn't say that the size 
for authentic and purposeful employer branding matters. I think it's more it's more the perspective that you start that you don't focus too much on the external the external employer branding, but on the internal employer branding. So start inside and it will go automatically to the outside world. What I mean by that is to address employer branding from a more human human perspective and not uh, basically not especially marketing perspective. It's about it's about showing the world the culture that you create within your walls and you don't need a lot to do that. So you can start with small or large things, but small things are simple things like foster a culture where you can let your employees speak. It's about the communication and conversation. So as head of culture, I try to really promote feedback cycles, Mm -hmm. open communication, honesty, everything that our employees are telling us is important and important for our employer brand. And other things are what we already mentioned to align the values of our employees with the values of the company and not the other way around. We need to help to find the meaning in what our employees do. And that is a simple thing. So, so we, we, for example, integrate this in our job descriptions. We ask our employees, what is your own purpose? What is your mission in life? Why are you here? What is it that you do? Because those are the important things and that is what makes a culture authentic and real. And do you think with the context of the pandemic at the moment with COVID-19, how how do we sort of improve our employer branding? What are uh, maybe tips? Do you have any tips where we can combine those two now that we have such a complex working environment where can employer branding come in or how can it help? Definitely. Um, I think it starts again with transparency. So for example, every every company can um, have a public statement on, on how employers react to COVID-19, sharing their challenges, sharing their fears, sharing what they do for, yeah, for their culture. Because the, the crucial part is that, of course, future employees and also present employees, they're going to kind of remember or evaluate their employers by how they how they treated their employees during this crisis so i think by being transparent and showing to to your employees and the outside world how the focus is on really keeping your employees on on trying to to provide them safety to give like to make them feel safe to give them the things that they need in order to work well and so on this is very important and this is also where employer branding comes in so sarah we've heard a lot about employee experience on how to make it as as authentic as possible and how in these very very serious times that we are living in and very unprecedented it's even more important that employers sort of put their not only put their best foot forward but also make sure that the their employees or their team's culture is respondent to to the environment at the moment. So maybe I can ask you for uh, some last words of advice if we have some organizations listening listening in. Words of wisdom, maybe? 
Trying my best, trying my best. What can I say? As every crisis and challenge, this is the opportunity for growth. This is the opportunity to bond even more with our employees and employers. And this is the opportunity to live through something together. And I'm very confident that if we look back in hopefully soon, we can see all the, the things that we learned, which we wouldn't in another um circumstances. So for example, that this experience helps us to really be in the present moment. Companies and um, their workforces, we cannot we cannot know what's gonna be. We don't every every day is is a new day and every day is a new challenge and we can only take it step by step. So this is very helpful for us to learn yeah to really just be and not to be in the past or in the future. So this helps us in developing mindfulness and also gratitude, which in such a busy world can be, can be very tough. All right. Thank you very much. That was Sarah Bonwira, our head of culture here at RDB. Thank you very much again, Sarah. Thank you, Gerard. It was my pleasure. And that has been Marketing on Purpose. See you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much today for listening to RDB's podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at rdb.agency and on Twitter at rdbagency. Thank you once again for listening. We'll see you next time.